part of your permanent archives. So we're glad to have you here today to help us celebrate. And I invite Joe Bernier to come up. He is our very own architect extraordinaire, and he'll be kindling the flame. Thank you for lighting the chalice. Our chalice lighting words today come to us from the Reverend Kathleen McTeague, who is the director of the Unitarian Universalist College of Social Justice. And she says this, Into this home, we bring our hunger for awakening. We bring our compassionate hearts and a will toward justice. Into this home, we bring courage to walk on after hard losses. Into this home, we bring our joy and gratitude for ordinary blessings. By our gathering, we bless this place. In its shelter, we know ourselves blessed. And to lead your celebration today, I give you Amanda Mack, your board president. Well, welcome to all of you who have come to dedicate the building today. I think we can take comfort in the deeply collaborative democratic process we use to arrive at this place. Having been part of both the Capital Campaign Committee and the Project Oversight Team over the past three years, I am struck by and humbled by the many gifts, skills, talents, and sheer will and determination it has taken to pull off a project of this scale. So much caring and dedication have been shown throughout this process. It was about a year after we moved from our Turnigan building into our Airport Heights building that the Capital Campaign Committee began meeting. The group, and I just want to state, I had to review with Job this morning, but on that committee were uh, Doug Eby, Frank Mitchell, Wendy Romberg, Ray Kynard, um, Stephanie Kuntz, myself. There were more. What, what did I say, Wendy Romberg? Okay, am I missing anyone? I think that's the, that's the group. Um, this group led a democratic process based on our seven UU principles and our covenant to determine our project goals. They raised the money from congregants and then got the green light from them at our May 2016 annual meeting. At that time, we also approved a loan to help finance the project from an anonymous member who finance, is, continues to finance the loan. The top priority that emerged from our process was an improved south side entrance that would be more welcoming, inviting, and comfortable, and improve access and functionality. Check. <laughs> our new front door now includes a wheelchair accessible lift. Yay. It improves connectivity and circulation between upstairs and downstairs. And um, it, it embraces our southern exposure. And it improves our curvabile, even if it's in the back of the building. <laughs> A second priority was to make our space usable by many people, groups, and organization and organizations. And I think we're still fulfilling that, but our space is ready. And we accomplished this through upgrades to the Louise Gallup Social Room, 
and the kitchen, and with the upstairs and downstairs library spaces, not to mention the uh, updated women's restroom. Area when my, my partner teacher and I tried to gain the attention of the youth in our charge. And um, it was really, really challenging. Um, and as a RE teacher at this location, the room dividers did not solve the problem. The same challenges from our old building still persisted here. And making those room separations happen was probably been the hardest part of this whole renovation to realize. We've had some serious setbacks during, con uh, during construction that ate up important project dollars. The structural upgrades to make sure that upstairs didn't fall on the downstairs <laughs> seemed <laughs> really important. <laughs> However, dividing the classrooms was also really important, and we had to really put our thinking caps on for that. So it was after a second ask to the congregation at our 2017 membership meeting um, where we secured more funds to make that happen and had a miraculous volunteer effort that um, after that our RE uh, classroom work was finally completed. And I'd just like James Dryden to stand at this time. forget Stephanie Kuntz in that effort or many of the volunteers who showed up tirelessly to make uh, that vision a reality. Um, it's, it's a big deal. Thank you. And that being said, um, I just want to acknowledge the stress that this project has placed on our system. Um, we had office relocation. We had constant construction noises and the smells that accompany them. We had a significant disruption to our RE program. And also, we had a ministerial transition in the midst of it. Um, and, in, and then there were the communication challenges that accompanied all those different balls we had in the air at one time or another. So I want to thank you all for your perseverance and your support. And then finally, as far as my words, Throughout this process, every other week at 7 a.m., the project oversight team would convene to keep this project on track within budget and moving forward at 7 a.m. Many thanks to Joe Bernier, our architect, Don Antrobus, if you guys would just stand as I say your names, um, Peggy Robinson, Karma Reed, James Dryden, Bruce Roberts, Gary or Shelley, sometimes staff, and our Kukar team, Mike Kukar and Brad, his sidekick. What's Brad's last name? Chase. Chase, Brad Chase. Um, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> thank you. 
what an under what an undertaking we've been through. I just also want to thank my family who isn't here. They're off doing their own thing because they're kind of tired of this church business. <laughs> but my kids sometimes accompanied me to these meetings. So um, there are more people to recognize. So we've talked about the capital campaign team. Um, I'd like to f- people to stand who've contributed to the capital campaign. Uh, whether it's in work, whether you've been here to work or financially contributed, please stand. Or raise your hand as, as you're able. Um, all who deconstructed or reconstructed the kitchen and social room. Thank you. All who worked on revamping the upstairs women's bathroom. Thank you. All who worked on religious exploration rooms downstairs. Thank you. The aesthetics team. All who helped move furniture, boxes, and whatever else need to be moved anywhere. Thank you. All who swept, dusted, and cleaned throughout the construction. I see some people are getting tired of standing up. All who did honeydew projects in the midst, both indoors and outdoors, including sod placement. I mean, there have been so many pieces. Please stand. I'm not done yet. Um, All who made religious exploration happen in the midst of the chaos. Anyone who contributed in any way to this fabulous renovation project, please stand or raise your hand. And I just want to acknowledge, too, that one of the outcomes of this project is the master grounds plan that Cindy and Job are now um, taking forward. So thank you, Cindy and Job. We look forward to the next steps. And I'll also say that next steps, we're taking a break at this time. We're going to revisit what our original plans were and and come back around in the spring. So stand by for more information on that. So I'd like to read us in a responsive reading. If you could please join in collectively blessing our beautiful new fellowship home with the words in the back of the gray hardback hymnal, page 733. 733 is literally the last reading in the book. It was written decades ago for occasions such as this. And your part will be in italics. Out of wood and stone, out of dreams and sacrifice, the people build a home. Out of the work of their hands and hearts and minds, the people fashion a symbol and a reality. May all who enter here trust one another so surely that they dare to share the deep fires that burst into anger as much as the sweet spring waters that swell into laughter. May 
the slow erosion of wounded tears, as much as the soaring song. May these rafters hear the voices of the child as surely as that of the orator and the sound of the lute, the clack of the typewriter, (laughs) the swish of the broom, and know that all are as holy as the shout of a million stars. And while you have your gray hymnal out, let's turn to hymn number one, and we'll sing May Nothing Evil Cross This Door, if you would rise in body or in spirit and join. celebration without a toast. And you're all invited in a moment to move from here into the social room where you'll find little cups filled with sparkling cider just waiting for you. So let's we'll all gather in there and lift our cups together and also you can enjoy some special celebratory cake pops made by Kelly Hartlieb. Aha. And then after that, please do explore everywhere, inside and out. I've heard there's some folks who've said, you know, I've never been downstairs. Or people going, now where is that new library? What does Reverend Shelley's office really look like? Find out. Go around and check everywhere you've never seen before. And as you're exploring, you're going to see easels in four different places with some colorful post-it notes, okay? So on these notes, please leave your blessing for the building and this beloved community. 
post it on the, the easel pad so that others can read it. And when we're all done today, we'll be collecting them and we'll be tucking them into a special secret spot somewhere in the building, sort of like a time capsule idea. And it'll be there as a special blessing for this building that lives on in the decades to come. Your collective good wishes will live on in the very heart of the building, just as they do each and every time we gather here. So with that, let's go toast.
Right. 